Hey family, it's your sister Jocelyn here and welcome to an episode of Faith on the Journey. If this is your first time listening and we welcome you, we are so glad that you are here and want you to know that we're committed to helping you strengthen your faith, heal your heart, and discover a sense of community. And we do so through a variety of ways by connecting you with a team of Christian counselors and offering trauma healing trainings throughout the year. You can learn about these resources and so much more by visiting our website at faithonthejourney.org. Again, that is faithonthejourney.org. Now today, I wanted to record this broadcast, this podcast episode for you to talk about a subject that's so real for many of us. I've talked to a number of my girlfriends and just people who I work with in ministry lately, and they talk about how the holidays can be just rough for people. The holidays can be lonely for us. And if you are struggling with loneliness right now and it's really heavy on you right now, I want you to know that you are not alone. I know that the holiday time is often celebrated by many. And yeah, Jesus is the reason for the season, right? It's an exciting time. But for some of us who are grieving, who it's our first Christmas without our loved one. Or for us, we've been struggling with our singleness for far too long. And we're just like, oh my gosh, why am I alone for the holiday? Or maybe we moved out of our normal hometown. And so we are in a a city by ourselves. And so we just are not connected with family. Whatever it is that you're struggling with right now, I wanted to put this podcast episode for you just to encourage you, to remind you that you're not alone and to give you some things to consider to help you to navigate this difficult time. Because without the right tools, we are vulnerable. We can fall back into some old ways, some things that can be destructive for us, whether it's addictions, we might fall and and call someone in our phone who we don't need to be calling anymore, like an old fling, if you know what I mean, and engaging in that. And so these things we need to be cognizant of is the fact that when we're lonely, we're vulnerable and we want to have a plan in place and resources in place that we can turn to to help us to navigate this difficult time. And so my first words of advice for you is if you are feeling lonely during the holiday season is to try your best to connect with a church community. If you're a part of one, plug in more. If you're not a part of a faith community, consider joining one. And I know for many of us who are not in a church, we're not in a church for a reason. Maybe the church has hurt us. Maybe the last church, we just felt like we weren't connected. And so we're kind of leery to engage with the church. And then let's also think about COVID. When COVID hit, many of us went virtual and we're used to watching church service on YouTube. And hey, I love watching internet sermons, but it's nothing like being in the presence of believers in that fellowship. And sometimes we need to be in the same room, not just in the virtual space with people, but in the same room to have that connection, to to begin to develop friendships and relationships that are valuable to us. And so do your best to stay plugged in. And so that is one thing that you can do to help you if you are feeling lonely during this holiday season. Number two is volunteer and serve others. There is nothing like the the value of volunteering and giving back to the community. It does a number of things for you. First of all, we are called to do that as the body of Christ to help others, to serve others. But outside of that, 
when you're connecting with other individuals who might be having a hard time and you're connecting with their humanity and you're hearing their stories and you're recognizing that sometimes people are in a season where they're struggling you know, even worse than you might be struggling right now. I try to stay away from comparing, but I really look at it as perspective uh, because I'll never forget when I was a young adult, I was volunteering with our young adult ministry at my church and we went out to serve the homeless and not just at a homeless shelter, but we actually went out on the streets and we we're going out on a cold day in Chicago. Anybody from Chicago know that Windy City got its name for a reason. It be freezing over here in the wintertime. And so we went out, had, uh, I think, uh, coats, gloves. We had snacks and things of that nature. And we came across a group of uh, people who were homeless around a little fire. They had made this like makeshift fire to try to keep themselves warm. And uh, we approached them and we wanted to give them some of the items that we had, but we started talking to them. And one of the guys who was speaking to us was talking about his story and and how he had a family, had a life like many of us might have where he worked and everything before he found himself homeless for whatever reason, just things kind of unfolded in a way that was unexpected for him. I can't recall all the details, but essentially it was just for me a reminder about how things, one thing can go wrong. We can suddenly lose our job. Something can happen where we lose um, someone in our family and all of a sudden we can make a few decisions here and find ourselves in a place where we are too on the streets. And so with that perspective, he was talking about his story and then he started t talking about words of gratitude. Like, even though he's struggling right now, he's still grateful. He thanks God for everything, for providing for him, for keeping him, for like the things that God has done in his life. And I'm sitting here thinking like, man, this dude is bringing off all these, these words of thanksgiving to God in spite of the fact that he's homeless. And that perspective right there, it did something for me because, you know, I'd be quick to complain when I got to warm up my car outside and I don't have an automatic starter in my car and I'm over here fussing, fussing, fussing. And this guy here is speaking words of gratefulness and gratitude. And his, con his current situation is much more challenging than mine. And so when we volunteer or focus on reaching out and supporting other people who are struggling and, and loving on them. It does something for us. It changes our focus from a woe is me. And it also helps us to operate more from a place of gratitude. And so I, I, I want you to think about what can you do this holiday season to give back? How can you maybe volunteer at a homeless shelter, work with children, uh, go to a hospital, you know, whatever that thing may be that you have a passion for, be intentional about that this season, because I promise you, it will be life-giving for you. It'll give you a different take on things. And um, it's just something that... I believe, because it does it for me, brings a lot of joy in your life. Number three, host or attend a potluck dinner. So I'm all about fellowshipping over a good meal. And even if you're not the best cook, like your sister over here, I'm still working on that. I, I buy my potluck item to bring to someone's house. But 
it's not about you cooking, but it's about the fellowship over a meal. And so maybe if you have, you know, even a small little apartment, you can invite some people over just to to share, to talk, to uh, to share stories, to just enjoy each other's company. You know, after a couple years of COVID where we were separated and social distancing, I'm social distance out. I am, even though I have a virtual ministry and I love connecting with people across the country through Zoom, sometimes we don't want to see the Brady Bunch boxes on Zoom. We want to be in fellowship with each other in the same room. And so maybe you can either host a potluck or find a local potluck and get together with some friends. And, you know, especially if you're around life-giving people, you just feel so filled up after spending that time with them. So that's something maybe you can explore doing this holiday season. Another thing that you might try to do is join a social or support group of like-minded individuals. So not just a potluck gathering, but maybe it's something where you can be intentional around this season of finding a small group uh, in your area, in your church. Maybe that's something that you can focus on forming because, again, regular connection is important. We are relational beings. God designed us that way. And so finding a group of individuals who maybe share the same interests as you, it might necess- not necessarily be a Bible study, but it could be like a little social club of uh, some people who like to knit, for example. I, I always admire individuals who knit because I'm like the patience that's required. I'm like, I can't stay still that long. <laughs> but regardless of if it's knitting or bowling or whatever your thing is, Maybe it's something where you can find a couple people who enjoy doing the same and you can get together regularly for social time. Or if you're struggling through the same situation, it could be more of a support group. Uh, it could be a support group for something as, as, as simple as mothers, uh, new moms who are transitioning and who are not used to being a mother and they you know, get together sometimes to kind of talk about things that um, they've learned to help them through this process. It could be, uh, similarly speaking, not just newborns for uh, mothers, but it could be mothers whose children are going off to college and that's a big transition for you. So whatever it is, uh, just thinking about people who can support you uh, in this process who are going through similar situations so you can remember that you are not alone. Also, let's just be intentional. This is number five, to reach out to family and friends during this time. I realize that sometimes, especially in our society, we can get so busy and caught up in our own bubble that we don't take time to reach out to people. But let's be intentional about that. There are people who are family and friends who really love us, who will enjoy spending time, would be so blessed if you reached out to them and say, hey, let's grab a bite to eat or let's get together over coffee or can I come by and just spend some time with you? Uh, Maybe it even is someone who is an elder in your family who's in a nursing home or a senior living home who people don't visit a lot. I mean, that is real. Sometimes we forget about our elders and they are such a value treasure. They are are individuals who have possessed so much wisdom and yet oftentimes it's just left there and they're left alone and they would love to have someone such as yourself uh, to 
visit them, to spend time with them. And if you are uh, an elder right now who is listening to the show right now and you've found yourself in that position, uh, maybe you can reach out to a loved one, a friend, uh, someone in your family and invite them to come over and spend time with you. And you'd be surprised. Some of them will be so happy to because it's not a matter of them not wanting to do it. I think sometimes we just get caught up in our own individual lives and just forget to reach out, forget the importance of connection. And so that invitation in and of itself can open a door to a richer relationship with the people in your life who you love. Number six is create new traditions. Do not be afraid to forge new paths, to to create new ways of doing things around the holidays. You can start something this holiday season where every Christmas Eve or every whatever, you know, the week of Christmas or the day after Christmas, you do something together with those people who you love, um, whether it is something athletic, something fun, something that's a ritual, something that's just uh, reflective in nature, like you all, um, you know, do vision boards together to prepare for the new year, whatever your thing is, you can create a new ritual with people today. And so uh, think about that as you are going into the holiday. Next, attend holiday events in your community. Now, that's a great way to connect, and it requires very little planning of yours. I mean, if you look on Facebook, Eventbrite, there are things going on all over the city that you can plug into that are fun, you know, and sometimes we need a little fun, and we need to take some time out of our normal schedule to get out there. There's opportunities, as I mentioned earlier, to volunteer events where they're looking for people, and it's not much organizing required on your part. There's festive activities. There's holiday parties galore. And so think about how you can plug into an event, meet some new people, get out there, socialize, and you'll never know who God will bring into your life through those events that you can possibly create a lasting relationship with. Next, I want you to really consider practicing gratitude. I kind of alluded to this earlier when I was talking about my experience as a young adult volunteering doing outreach to the homeless, but we cannot underestimate the power of gratitude, being grateful for how God is moving in our lives, even in the little things. We can easily focus on what is wrong, and that's just human nature sometimes for us to see what's not going the way we desire, but there's a number of different things that we could be thankful for. Let's just start with the the obvious one our breath, taking a deep breath in. You just breathed another breath just this second. And the fact that you are living, that you are here, that God allowed you to get to this point in 2023, we're about to be in 2024. That just sounds so crazy to me. But God has blessed you in a number of ways. He's brought you through countless fires. He's protected you from things that you don't even know about. And so even with that said alone, we can do the Holy Ghost dance over here and just find things to be grateful for in the small things. And, you know, sometimes if you are someone who's really intentional around journaling, I think it can be very helpful to keep a gratitude journal. And at first, you might start off writing things like, okay, I'm thankful for my life. I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for my family. Those things, yes top of mind. But then you start thinking about those other things that you might 
on any other occasion overlooked. But because you're becoming used to having a practice, a lens of gratitude as you approach each day, you start catching on to different things that you might otherwise overlook that you are thankful for. You are thankful for the fact that the sun is out and is shining and you're enjoying the warmth of the sun along your face. You're in thankful for the fact that you can go to a Starbucks and, and, and pay $7 sometimes, don't get me started, on a hot cup of coffee and you're enjoying the sensations of it. But you're grateful for God providing you with the resources to do that. You're grateful for a number of different things and you're kind of approaching life that way. And so being grateful for the friendships, for the people, for your loved ones, for your family, all those things, focusing on that can help to be life-giving for you when you are feeling lonely around the holidays. Number nine is embrace solitude as a time of reflection. Sometimes we just need to be still and God might actually have us in a season of singleness or a season where we are somewhat by ourselves so he can speak to us because our life might be just too noisy. Sometimes we need to isolate. Sometimes we need to be in the presence of God by ourselves so we can go deeper, so we can draw closer to God. And so I don't want you to necessarily look as the, at the season of being by yourself Uh, a bad thing. Because first of all, you are never, ever, ever alone. God is with you. And there are times in which we absolutely need community. We need to draw to community. But sometimes in those seasons, when we are by ourselves, God is speaking to us. God is trying to birth a new thing in us. God is trying to purge us of some things. And he might be doing that for you in this season. So think about that and and ask God to reveal to you during your quiet time, God, I am listening. What are you trying to show me in such a season as this? And then lastly, number 10, if you are really struggling with loneliness, and this is not just something that's bleeding for you, but as a constant for you, even beyond the holidays, then I encourage you to possibly reach out to get some professional help. It's nothing like talking with a good counselor, a good Christian counselor to give you perspective. Because quite frankly, you hear me say this time and time again, I think everybody needs to be on somebody's couch. Every pastor needs a pastor. Every counselor needs a counselor. Everyone needs someone who they can talk to. And for some of us, our loneliness is not just because, okay, we we need connection, but our loneliness could be deeply rooted in other things, like the fact that we lost someone who was dear to us and we're grieving. And when you're grieving, you do need support. You know, sometimes our loneliness could be rooted in something else, like the fact that we felt rejection from childhood or rejection from a previous relationship. And we are feeling like we'll never find the connections that we're looking for. And so we sometimes need help processing whatever that may be. And there's nothing wrong with getting professional help and reaching out to get the support that we need. And so if that's you, I really encourage you to reach out to us at Faith on the Journey. We have a counseling team who would love to support you. We know how difficult the holiday season can be. And if you're feeling alone, you're not alone. 
in addition to God, there are people in your life who God can use to help you to navigate this journey so that you don't have to carry the weight all by yourself. Sometimes life can be rough. Sometimes we can feel alone. And those feelings are real. But also know that there's a community out there who wants to support you, who wants to be there for you. And you don't have to continue to feel isolated, to be by yourself, get connected, draw closer to people, reach out, whether it's a professional counselor, whether it's a church, whether it's a small group, whether it's volunteering, take one of these actions that we discussed today, get connected, and I promise you, it will bless you. It will help to lighten your load so that you don't have to continue to feel alone during the holidays. So I hope that this was helpful for you. And if it was, you know what to do. Please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast. I check every review. It's a blessing to me. And it also helps us to get more exposure so we can reach more people. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead, go ahead and share it with a friend. Um, let's make sure that we get this to other people who need to be encouraged during the holidays. So that's it for this week, family. Thank you so much for tuning in. You know I love you. You know you make my gratitude list every day, every year, because you are the reason why I am here. So thank you for tuning in. And until next time, you stay encouraged and you keep your faith on the journey. I'll see you soon, family.